Welcome back to the Expansion Pack Podcast, where we download this week's content and bring it to you. I'm your host, Dan Zell, aka Black Ice 8, joined by my amazing co-host for our 17th episode, starting off with Manny. <laughs> so we're starting off with Manny over here, aka Goopmaster Flex. Say what's up. What's up, what's up? Stay gooping, y'all. Thing. Always stay gooping. All right. And next uh, we have Chris, aka May twenty fifth. What's up, my guy? What's going on, people? Uh, we got some games to talk about this week. Oh yes. Okay, okay. Got a lot to talk about this week, for sure, for sure. But uh, you know, before we dive into it, as we always do, let's start off with uh, what are you guys playing? So Manny, start it us off, bro. Yeah, I mean, same thing as last week. I've been playing cl- some of the classic Grand Theft Autos. We live in some old memories, you know, saying those games are hitters. If you haven't, you know, played like Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, San Andreas, all those, you guys got to play it. Uh, not only that, but I've also been playing, um, what is that other game called? Um, can I forget? Warzone. How can I forget about Warzone? You know what I'm saying? Still, <laughs> yeah. still ain't getting no dubs yet, but you know what I'm saying? We, we still trying. Okay. <laughs> Chris, what about you? I'm still buzzing off of that that dub with Devin, man. That shit was insane. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, as far as I go, um, honestly, man, it's been a bunch of Destiny. Um, I rag on the game a lot because, uh, you know, they, they have a lot of L's sometimes, but Season of the Chosen has been one of their better seasons in, like, a while, bro. Like, a long time. Well, loot-wise... Uh, lore wise, I love the story beats. It's flowing nicely every week. It seems so far. The Dead Man's Tale quest was fucking. You know, it was just ah oh, man. It's, they got some good stuff going on this season. I'm not gonna hold you. Stasis is still annoying, but <laughs> uh, you know, Destiny. Destiny is uh, that's what I've been playing. Man. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so uh, I'm definitely gotta echo. A lot of what Chris was talking about in regards to Destiny, definitely been hitting that pretty hard this week. Um, you know, early in the week, you know, Chris and uh, another buddy of ours, we got dove into Trials. Any of you who are familiar forgot about that, yeah. <clears throat> with with Trials, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty sweaty situation in there, you know. But we got we got the the gun that we were aiming for, thank God. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. Obviously, the the new exotic quest that Chris was mentioning for the Dead Man's Tale amazing like like he said chef's kiss absolutely one of bungie's best missions hands down um so yeah having a lot of fun with destiny 2 uh <clears throat> dabbled in a little bit of warzone as uh, as well uh you know based off what chris had mentioned again shout out to devin for that that dub carrying us to that dub that was Once one of the clutchest moments bro. <laughs> yeah man yeah man make sure to check out his uh instagram damn jerican so you can see the Oof. the play itself it's it was pretty damn good um, and I also just picked up yesterday a little nightmare. So I've been playing a little bit of that. Definitely a very unique experience. Um, 
you know, hopefully I can talk a little bit more about it next week. Ho- hopefully I'll have it done at that point. But I'm really, really liking the aesthetic of the game. It's reminding me of like a like an old Tim Burton film and um like Night Nightmare Before Christmas. Is that the movie I'm thinking of? Uh yeah. And like uh what's the other one with the uh the patchwork girl? Um Coraline? Um, Cor- is it Coraline? I think it's Coraline. It might be Coraline, yeah. I thought it was Coraline. Yeah, yeah, Tim but... Burton's been out here all James and the Giant Peach, all that stuff. He's been yeah, out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got he guys. He's got a lot of interesting movies as far as like he's the creepy. artwork and all that stuff. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty creepy. Yeah. Definitely the the vibe I get from playing Little Nightmares. So if you guys haven't uh, downloaded it yet or checked it out, you know definitely beat Little Nightmares two. I think Little Nightmares one has been out for a while now. Um, I'm not sure if it's in Game Pass or not, but either way, I think so. I don't. Yeah, I don't think, I think so. it is. I think I would grab that by now. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. But yeah, but yeah, that's what uh, that's what we've been playing for this week. But uh. Yeah, let's let's before we get into the rest of the topics, you know, Chris, you know what time it is. I do, I do. Yeah. I'm trying to keep my Birdman hands down off the camera so y'all don't keep seeing them because I keep throwing them up every week and I gotta stop that. Um, but we are gonna have transition soon. And and till then. <laughs> All right. And that is it's time for the icebreaker. So for this week, question is, what is that one game that you went into the situation thinking, this ain't me, it's not my cup of tea, I don't usually play this shit, but you might have got your hands on it somehow by randomness, and uh, you decided, oh damn, this is actually kind of dope. So for example, be it you just be at the homie's house. I know stuff like that doesn't really happen so much anymore, it doesn't seem like, because everything's so digital. But back when we were younger, I don't know about you, Manny, because you you in the middle somewhere. But back when <laughs> when then Black Ice and I were a lot younger, people used to go over each other's houses and actually play games together and, and let each other borrow hard disks and all that kind of stuff. Super pause. Because, yeah, yeah, I know somebody out there is going to be like, what did he say? You heard what I said. Pause. <laughs> you heard what I said. I didn't say what. Yeah, exactly. All right. Anywho, focus, people. What is the game that just won you over? That's you know came out of nowhere and was like a pleasant surprise, and now it's like a you know something that you actually really really are into. You yeah. know, even though Chris said I'm not, I might not be in the middle of that generation gap, but <laughs> at least I had a brother who would buy games that I would try out. So uh, for my pick, it's gonna be a game my brother bought um, back when Six Four Four first came out, and that was like you know. Before I, you know, played it, I was kind of iffy because it was like, you know, you go from game banging and to like this, you know, super heroes, you know what I'm saying? Out here flying, super speed and everything like that. Um, so I ended up playing that and that, you know, caught me by surprise and how much I enjoyed it. So personally, that would be like my pick, honestly. Uh, Saints Row 4, that game caught me by surprise. Uh, if you haven't played it, I recommend it, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I respect it. I respect it. Saints Row is very popular. I was always more of a GTA guy, but I respect it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, I think the Saints Row franchise as a whole is, is we don't talk about it enough, but you know that's <laughs> it's a conversation for another time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for me, I would have to say <clears throat> uh, my pick would have to be FIFA. Um, mm. While I was always like a, a soccer fan, and I you know I enjoyed watching it and, and playing it like as a kid um 
I never really bothered touching FIFA for whatever reason. Um, I, I know people loved it, kind of lauded it as like one of the best sports games out there, but <clears throat> every time I saw it, it just never really appealed to me. Until one day, when I was still working at the Microsoft store, um, for whatever reason, one of my managers challenged me to like, just, just play him in the game on the, on the big 75-inch uh, TV at the back of the store. I forgot, like, there was a bet involved. Like, I think it was, like, if he beat me um, or if I beat him, he would buy me lunch or something along those lines. So, yeah, and he was, like, real arrogant about it, too. Like, he was very confident that, he, I, like, he was he was going to destroy me. Um, but, yeah, we picked up the sticks. For whatever reason, like, I just, I don't know. Like, I I, I, I demolished him. Like, it was not necessary. <laughs> it was not close. It was definitely not close. Um, and, yeah, he was a little tight about it. He was a little tight about it, but then you know, ever since that day, like I was like, all right, like I, I think that day I went home and I, I bought FIFA and I was started playing a little bit more, and then as time went on, you know, like a couple of other of our friends who were already playing FIFA, we kind of dove into playing pro clubs and whatnot. Um, so yeah, yeah, like weird way to get into FIFA, but I did I randomly just was really good at it the first time I picked it up. Barely knew the controls, mm-hmm. but hey, whatever. I secured a dub, and I got a free lunch. So, <laughs> <laughs> anything that results in a free lunch, it's a dub. It's a dub. Absolutely, absolutely, Definitely. my guy. Um, damn, all right, those are some good answers from y'all. I think for me, for me, my answer would have to be unbelievably. Uh, and I, I always harp on Destiny, but I have to bring that into the equation because of the doors that it opened up for me, gaming wise. Um, shit, in terms of, like, how I got into it, I'll never forget it. Like, I was back home in Rhode Island years ago, back when I was younger, me. And, uh, yeah, I'm sitting there playing, I think, like, Kingdom Hearts or some shit. Because this was back when I was still very clouded on my gaming judgment. And Square Enix had a firm grip. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's another pause, y'all. I'm sorry. (laughs) Not as bad as the other one. Uh, anyways Square Enix was out here and um and my brother came in my room and he's like bruh you like sci-fi stuff man you should really play Destiny he's like yo we both have Playstations he's like I'll put my profile on your hard drive and then you just download the game off my account blah 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 blah, and then you play it see if you like it bruh I put that John in tried it out this is just strictly from a PVE standpoint I'm sitting there doing public events. This is when public events to me were like, <laughs> like they were like, oh my god, this is so great. What is this? Dude, I remember doing public event after public, not getting bored, just shooting aliens, finding guns, and and it, I, oh man, I just got lost, man. Like the way how Bungie does their whole details, like people who don't give them enough credit sometimes for certain shit. I I give them a lot of shit, but. If you play the game enough, you know. Down to the weapons, dude. No weapon in the game sounds the same. Not mm-hmm. one. Maybe here and there you got a couple that kind of like have similar, very, very close. But generally, when they come out with a new suite of weapons, they have their own thing. Their own characteristic in terms of like how they shoot, how they feel, and how they sound. And the recoil patterns, all that shit. They put a lot of work into that stuff. So like 
I, I can't say I would have like started playing other FPSs before I started touching this because this opened the door. Next thing you know, I'm playing PvP. Next thing you know, I'm playing friggin' COD and I'm in there with you and guys in Warzone. Like I remember that first day we played Warzone, I had never really played a COD game more than 20 minutes <laughs> before that that day when we all jumped into Warzone when it first came out. And I'm like, oh, this is actually fun. I'm getting scraped. <laughs> scraped. <laughs> I am getting scraped, but I'm having a good time, man. It's just, I have to give it to Bungie for opening that door for me because now it's not, there's no more wall in terms of, oh, this is a FPS. I don't think I want to play this. Back in the day, I would do that with all kinds of games. It didn't even matter what the genre was. Like even Condemned, that was like a horror game way back. Mm-hmm. And but it was an FPS, and I was like, I don't really, I don't play this. Now, don't matter third person FPS, whatever, the gameplay is lit. I'm here for it. So, yeah, yeah. that's my long-winded uh, answer. As to, uh, <laughs> okay, but this for me, yeah, that's crazy though. Because yeah, I mean to think like <clears throat> Destiny's easily like I'm not necessarily say it's your favorite game, but it's definitely the game you play the most. Yeah, and, I made uh, that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I talk about it a lot. Yeah, and like, yeah, for, I mean, for it to open that many doors for like competitive multiplayer and things like that, like that's that's pretty dope. And, you know, first-person shooters as a whole. So, all right, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, Bungie. Shout out to Bungie. We're going to talk a little bit more about them in, in our topics oh, here. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, but, yeah. But, you know, bef- before we get into some of the other topics, well, this this one's really our first topic, but... Um, it kind of harkens back to the conversations we were having last week about how the gaming industry has influenced Hollywood and, you know, Hollywood is definitely <laughs> plucking some of the, the IPs from gaming and and uh, making movies and TV shows around it. You know, we talked about The Last of Us. We talked about Borderlands. But uh, this past week, we actually got a trailer for Mortal Kombat, the new Mortal Kombat movie that Warner Brothers is making and putting on HBO Max day and date. Uh freaking insane trailer very gory kind of all the things that us fans were really looking for um the internet just kind of went crazy with it and Mm. everybody seems really excited about it i'm definitely pretty excited about it uh but you know what do you guys think about it would you know i know you guys all saw it as well so i'm just curious to get your take on you know what you guys think about the trailer so manny i'll let you start it off so we're gonna start off by saying my man sub-zero was looking cold, no puns intended. I'm talking about. I mean, this man was a highlight of the trailer. Oh, like, man. I mean, I mean, freezing up Jax's arms and breaking his arms off to like out here slicing Scorpion's arm off and just like using the blood as like an ice um icicle and just stabbing him with it. Like, oh, <laughs> very excited. Honestly, like you know, um. It's been a while since we had a Mortal Kombat movie, of course. And, you know, Mortal Kombat, one of the game franchises I grew up playing. So I definitely got love for it. So I can't wait to uh, wait for it to come out in April and watch it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Mm-hmm. Chris, what do you think, man? Man, that shit was lit. <laughs> it was... Uh... All right, so people who don't know this about me, I love fight sequences that have really tiny details put into them. Like, really small, intricate things that literally swayed the course of the battle, but you probably might not have seen it, like, if you weren't paying attention the first time. Mm. And 
the way how they're doing the fight choreography in this, they are taking it extremely serious. It seems from the trailer, just from the stuff that uh, you know, Goop mentioned, like the scene where he slices the dude and freezes his blood. That John gave me a uh, uh, little what I, what I want to call it, little uh, little energies. <laughs> I, that's the best way to put it. Right? The tingles. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like. Ooh. That was crazy. That uh, it was very uh, it hit me like Arya when she was fighting the Night King in uh, Game of Thrones. Man, I'm telling you, when she just dropped the knife and it's the sleight of hand stuff, man, it just ah, second chef's kiss. Man. You got to give two of them for that. That's just man, I love it. Um, so I'm very excited for it. I, I, the only thing I will say, I'm hoping that they do a better job of explaining the whole multiple dimensions and nether realm thing in this as compared to how they did in the past adaptations because if i remember correctly i've seen a good amount of them and i remember a good amount of them i want to say most of the the whole idea was to like showcase the fighting and stuff right and i don't think they really did a really good job with explaining what the actual story of mortal kombat is and why there's a tournament explaining why we have folks coming from hell to fight in this tournament and just little details like that why do we have uh the the god of thunder in this in this story <laughs> like we need to un- like you can't just have all these crazy outlandish fantasy driven characters and then not explain why they're mm-hmm. existing within the same ecosystem you know what mm-hmm. i mean and that's yeah. the only thing i really want them to do is truly flesh that out better um other than that Man, the game adaptation stuff is really starting to pick up some steam, and it's kind of cool. One thing I also want to post to you guys, too, to think about while we're on this topic. The the whole movie, the superhero movement that we had for like the past decade, when that stuff came from comic books, right? You think about the source material, which was a comic book, and then you compare that source material to what these gaming adaptation movies are going to be working with. I would argue... Having a whole game and voice acting and dialogue and blah, blah, blah to work off of as opposed to a comic. Mm-hmm. It, like, you have to have way more influence there. No, nah, like, or I guess what I'm trying to say is it should be harder for you to fuck up a good story when it's like really right there like that. You know what I'm saying? I can't. Does that make I can't any see sense? what you mean by like. If you're talking about like you know that they could take the stuff from like the video games aspect, like well you have to you have to tweak some of it, yes, because right. you know you're changing some things. But I mean, this is so much different than like having a, a, a pages, yeah, that you're reading off of and trying to like guess the tonality and all that kind of stuff. Whereas mm-hmm. like yeah, 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 I I I see where you're going with that. Um, personally, I feel like books. If I was a creator, I would prefer to derive my content from a book. Because mm-hmm. I think there's more creative freedom I can take. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess technically doing it from a, a video game is easier because you can literally just do what they did, right? Like, like video sure, games yeah. are already movies in, you know, well, it depends on, depends on which games you're talking about. But right. they're pretty much already movies as it is. Like, for example, The Last of Us, right? That's our, that is a movie, right? That's, that's, a, that's an interactive movie. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it'd be easier to to ad- adapt that to an actual movie because not that much necessarily needs to change other than now you have live action, you know, people doing the thing. 
Mortal Kombat, though, it's kind of a different story because I think the video games didn't make any sense to begin with. There really wasn't a lot of continuity in the <laughs> yeah, story. Yeah. So it's like Yo, they had Joker fighting Sub Zero. Like, why was that yeah. game? <laughs> yeah, that really pissed me off, yeah, bro. It was just DC like, universe, all like, types of what? weird stuff going on. But actually, even even some but of the it would have made stuff, more sense if they explained the realms. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's if they true. That's true. That's true. They didn't do. Well, that. I mean, after Mortal Kombat Nine on, like they tried, they still they had a like little story going on. You know what I'm saying? Like so, like the last three games definitely had like some kind of story to it. Um, I can't recall been. what the story was because you know it's <laughs> been a long time since I played <laughs> Nine, <laughs> Ten. But I mean, it's just I can see what you mean though. It's like you know you got a movie, it's just all action. It's like yeah. sometimes. You know, you got to have that story piece to make sense. I know, I remember the trailer they're talking about like some kind of prophecy, though. I'm guessing with, like Sub Zero and Scorpion. So maybe the movie's probably like more involved involved around Scorpion and Sub Zero. And then you have obviously the, you know, Sonya and Jax and, you know, the yeah. forces, of course, fighting Kano. But... Yeah. They may not even necessarily derive the story from the the game, right? They just may take the characters and then create their own story around it. And I actually, I, I wouldn't do. be mad with yeah. that. Like, might be. I wouldn't off. be mad if this shit leads the next few games. Like, the story in this movie is good enough, and then they actually build games off of this now mm. instead of what they've currently been doing. Mm-hmm. I think this is like a cool, clean slate for them. You know what I'm saying? Like, to you almost get to rebrand the entire franchise right here, mm-hmm. dead ass. Like, yeah. you really get a chance to do that. And man, if they do it right, this could be big. This is like Ninja. Justice League. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I get where you're going. Yeah, no, man. Yeah, I mean that's that's another one of those things we're definitely gonna keep an eye out for. Um, hmm. Ninja Justice League. That's funny. Okay, yeah, but <laughs> diving into uh, some more of the the, the gaming related, like you know, gaming proper related content, I should say. Um, one of our first stories we got for the the week, or the the prior week, I should say, is uh, directly from Microsoft. So, you know, we know what they've been doing with their backwards compatibility team. Uh, pretty much just been killing it. You know, having essentially four generations of content all the way back from the original Xbox, the Xbox 360, the Xbox One, and you know now the, the Series S and X, and having all those things just kind of you know play on one platform without really any work from the developers. Um, it looks like the back the backwards compatibility team is back at it again with a new feature that they've released. Uh, basically, it's a, they call it the uh, FPS boost features, basically meaning that you could double the frames per second on any older games. Well, not any, a select number of uh, older games that the Microsoft backwards compatibility team is working on right now. And um, yeah, so if, if a game had released initially with 30 frames, Per second now it can play at 60 frames if it released at 60 frames apparently they can push it all the way up to 120 frames which is pretty wild and again you know without needing to have the developers go back in and recode anything like they can all just kind of do it on their end so that feature got announced this this week and it looks like the first few games that they've announced for it kind of a weird set of games but we got far cry 4 new super lucky's tale sniper elite 4 uh ufc 4 and Watch Dogs 2. So, again, weird-ass fucking set of games. 
But <laughs> personally, I'm kind of hyped to go see uh, UFC 4 get bumped up to 60 frames because I feel like, you know, any fighting game really, especially one that's that that moves towards the side of photorealism, playing it at 60 frames, I think is really cool. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's an interesting feature. Um, but, you know, as always, I'm curious to get your guys take on it. So, uh, Chris, I'll let you start this one off. What do you think about this feature? Um, I think this is, it's pretty, I think it's cool. I think it's actually way more revolutionary than I think a lot of people are like looking at it as, Mm -hmm. I mean, for you to have a system in play that can literally just bump up your your frames per second, like double them essentially. And (laughs) the person who made the game had had nothing to do with that. This is like software that you have running that is kind of like, does it like that's crazy yeah um i think about stuff like this and i added in the same boat as the metahuman thing that we were talking about a little bit ago and like all these little tiny advancements with ray tracing and stuff, like <laughs> it's crazy bro it's 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 crazy so i think this is just one of those things that you know it's just not nice plus uh i kind of want to see this on games that were maybe a little bit ahead of their time like for me, Alan Wake is one of those games. I always say, super ahead of its time. Probably came out a decade too early because people were not really too susceptible to those storytelling type of games back then, which is crazy. But okay. they were. I, I don't know if the Telltale games would have worked back then. I don't know if any of those games would have worked back then. Um, but they do now. So it's like, bad. damn, man. I would, <laughs> you know, yeah. And I, I, I think you know stuff like that would be cool. I'd really love to see stuff like Dead Space take advantage of stuff like this. Mm. Um, mm. Bring back oh, Dead man. Space, please. Bring bruh, back Dead Space. Bruh. Bruh. I've been hearing so much about it, like from like the communities, like recently too. Like they're talking about it out of nowhere. Well, remember in the the War Show, they came out with the trailer for uh, yeah, same creators. Thing. Yeah, of, uh, Dead yeah. Space. Yeah. So, but I want I want People actual Dead Space. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want I, that story. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I still gotta finish. I got all three of them downloaded. I gotta like get to the trilogy, but like games like those do, or like even old Fallout games. If you get Fallout Three with a boosted FPS, that would be me playing it again for like I don't know my eighth playthrough, <laughs> or even Skyrim. That'd be like my nineteenth playthrough. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'll do it again though because if it looks that good compared to how it used to look, because that's one of the things that kind of hurts you playing it now. You play Skyrim right now, it's still a great game, but it's like, damn. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's a little... You know what I mean? So, that'd be cool. Word, word. Okay. Manny, what do you think about this whole feature, bro? Um, You know, I'm just excited, because like like you said, with the fact that they could just do this on their own without having the actual, like, producers of the game having to work with the game... Because at the end of the day, I'm sure they're like, why would I want to go back and, you know, make this game enhanced so you can have like 60 frames per second or so on. So um, this is really great, especially with the new console generation, especially um, at the moment. I know we're, you know, kind of like on a drought with new games to play. Like I know the medium just came out and all that stuff, but like all the new games ain't really going to come out to like fall pretty much mm-hmm. yeah. so like you know enhancing these old games that you can just go back and play what's like well, feel that feels refreshed like yeah. like for example like for me a game that you know that should be enhanced to 60 frames per second you know is grant the Auto 5 especially if grant the Auto ain't gonna <laughs> drop a new game for like another 10 years 
<laughs> like, you know, the games that are setting 30 frames on the Xbox Series X right now, like, if they could just bump it up to 60 frames, that would be yes. wonderful. Like, yeah, you know, if I if I could play if I could play on my PC, I could, but it's not crossplay at the moment. But and probably never will be since GTA Six probably is around the corner that we don't know about. I think Rockstar but, did say that they are planning on like enhancing the game for the next gen five. Yeah, I know and they did online. Announce, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, nah, I didn't. I know they didn't announce that, but you know, we still don't know when that's going to come out. Oh yeah, we have no <laughs> idea. Yeah, yeah. So you know, like. This is, like I said, real great. You know, kind of reminds me of, like, you know, how Xbox is just trying to involve everybody as well as, like, you know, you get a new system, you get new parts. is a good way to put the parts to use, pretty much. I feel that. I feel that. Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you guys both mentioned games that, you know, you'd like to see take advantage of the feature in the future. So I'd, I'd say for me, I think I'd have two games in particular from the 360 era that I would love to see, like, get a nice... You know, um, frames per second boost. First one would be uh, Bioshock, either Bioshock mm-hmm. One or Bioshock Infinite. Like, absolutely my favorite games of uh, of that generation. Like, definitely recommend everybody if you can get your hands on the Bioshock collection because it has one, two, and three. In my opinion, you could skip two. I know I've said this before, but yeah, <laughs> absolutely. If you could bump up the resolution on those games, especially Bioshock Infinite. Uh, <clears throat> the way that game is designed, like the, the fast paced movement, you know, when you have like your character has like a hook that you can jump on these these rails and just kind of fly through the, the world. So any kind of uh, frames increase that you can get on that where like everything's happening, like the, the motion becomes more fluid and all that stuff. Like, I think that game mm-hmm. would benefit greatly from that. And the next game, I would say technically I gave you all two because of each Bioshock, but the next one I'd say outside of that is probably the original Tomb Raider that released at the tail end of the Xbox 360 generation. Mm. Freaking fantastic game. Uh, definitely, like, highly regarded. I think it got, like, a revamp or remaster on the One X. The One. Or, or the One, yeah. The One and the PS4. But I still don't think it got a 60 frames boost. And um, I think mm. that game would definitely benefit from that. So... Yeah, those those would be my picks for sure. I mean, it's it's definitely a really cool feature. I think th- the more I think about it, you know, like Microsoft definitely seems to to focus at least more than its competition on like st- bringing along backwards compatibility and like they don't just stop it. All right, let's make something backwards compatible. Like let's make it even better without having to go bother um, you know, um uh, Crystal Dynamic, who makes Tomb Raider to do something, or I forget who makes Bioshock, which is sad because, again, I fucking love that game. But, like, you know, basically not bothering any of the developers to go back and touch any of the code. Um, You know, Microsoft seems very focused on, all right, we're going to bring backwards compatibility, but we're also going to make things better. I think personally, and I'm curious to hear what you guys think about it, but I think that's largely because of Game Pass. I think the idea of leveraging some of these older games and throwing Mm. them into Game Pass and Mm. building that library up and saying, all right, not only can you play these games, but you can play them better than ever on, you know, whether it's xCloud through Game Pass or on the Series X or whatever. Like, you're just adding so much value. And in in some of these scenarios, I think for me, UFC 4 is a game that I already uh, own. Um, But, yeah, in some of these scenarios, you're basically pulling these backwards compatibility games that you already owned and you know, without any extra cost out of your pocket, like you're just getting more value. And I just think that's really cool. So I, I definitely applaud Microsoft for that. But, um, but yeah, do you guys think that that's a, an X, X cloud or game pass play 
Uh, Chris, you know, start off with your opinion on that. Uh, I could definitely agree with it being either or. I actually think it would be really good if it was a Game Pass play because you got already stuff like Alan Wake in Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. My only thing with this is regardless of whether it's Game Pass or xCloud, if that's what they're going to do, then I would like to see a little bit of advertising put into it. I think it'd be it'd go a lot better if it's not just a thing where it's like, okay, we're talking about the fact that we can boost FPS. Do a little mini commercial for like 20 seconds or something, throw it on YouTube or some shit, and show this older game with the newer, like do a side-by-side or do something to kind mm. of like mm. let people know, yo, go touch this game. So I guess in a sense it's almost like reinvigorated advertising for an old-ass video game. Yeah. Um, But in some cases, it needs to be done because some people don't know this stuff exists on there and they just breeze yep. past stuff, you yep. know? So um, if they go that route, I think, yeah, I think this is for sure could benefit on either platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. I, I think you... Well, Manny, I'll let you say everything, but I, I want to circle back to something that you said because I do think it's it's pretty important. But Manny, yeah, what, do you, what do you think about the future? Yeah, I mean, like you said, with Game Pass, how they're pushing out a lot nowadays, um, definitely, definitely a big um, plus for, you know, Game Pass users, especially if, like, a lot of these games that they do enhance with the frame per second boost is these Game Pass games you can just download for free without, you know, having to buy them or, you know, yeah, pretty much just buy them. So, um, like I said, definitely uh, a big Game Pass push. Um for the future, of course, if they, you know, do decide to upgrade these older games, mm-hmm. um, which is good, you know, like for someone to experience these games with enhanced fa- uh, frames per second, um, definitely is a great future <laughs> that yeah. we have. Yeah, we don't have to worry about waiting for, you know, developer X to go back and remaster the whole game. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it might lead to less remasters or, or remakes or, well, hopefully not less remakes, but. Maybe less remasters, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. So, so Chris, to to the thing you mentioned in regards to their advertising, because again, as as I mentioned before, like the Xbox backwards compatibility team, like they're very big on these types of features, right? <clears throat> and even um, so, so just to kind of rattle off a list of some of the things that they brought along that doesn't really get talked about a lot, right? The quick resume feature that uh, launched mm-hmm. with the Series X. Uh, basically, you know, you could be, you have like I think it caches five different games just sitting in the background, so you can switch between them and pick up right where you left off. Like that's a feature that doesn't really get talked about a lot. Like Microsoft doesn't. Well, I would say maybe in the very beginning they advertised it pretty well, like through influencers um, when they were kind of trickling out information about the Series X. But I still don't think it's like a big talking point that gets enough attention. And then they also they also have the auto HDR feature, which is again in the same regard as this frames per second boost it's like you're these games were designed without hdr built into them and now you found a way to make them just look better through the magic of software again developers don't have to touch it in any way at all it just works like mm-hmm. yeah i mean they're doing a great job of creating features like this and just you know it's it adds value but again to your point like they're not necessarily advertising it as much and yeah Mm-hmm. It's interesting because yeah, most people don't won't know that it's there. I mean, I guess in some regards, I don't know. It's it's just interesting because it, then it, it delights your customer because you know it's not something that they were expecting and it's just happening. But at the same time, like there are a yeah. lot, lot of people on the other side, 
you know, let's say Sony fans or Nintendo fans or whatever, and they might think that feature is cool and they might buy an Xbox or, you know, take a second look at it because you're adding so much value for the customer. So, yeah, I think they, they, they may have a little bit of work to do to get the message out. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah definitely. For sure. I mean, they already advertised for Game Pass pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't think it would be hard for them to just take a, a, a smidge out of whatever they already do and to say, all right, let's make sure they know that these games is, is boosted now. Come on now. Yeah. And I think they already did say that they were going to be coming up with a visual indicator uh, over games, I guess, that would have the boost, if I was remembering mm-hmm. correctly. Yep. Yep. So that's, I guess, one piece of it. But yeah, yeah. just put it in people's face. You know? Yeah. Just... Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. they definitely they put it in your face when you're using the feature. Right. So like if you have if you are using an Xbox Series S or X and let's say quick resume is a thing. As soon as you launch the game up, it tells you, OK, quick resume. Boom. You're back in. If it has auto mm-hmm. HDR, it'll tell you right as you load up the game. Boom. Auto HDR. So, yeah, I think there's there's still going to be like a, a message to tell you that it, the frames per second boost is there. So that's good for like if you already have the system, mm-hmm. but yeah, the the advertising to get people on board to the Xbox brand that's that's something that they may have to do a little bit more work on. And yeah, I mean, again, the feature doesn't seem to be limited to Game Pass, but you know, something you could sprinkle into those Game Pass commercials, like, hey, you know, if you if you get Game Pass, these games play best on Xbox mm-hmm. Series S, Xbox Series X, and this is why, you know, I. I'm sure that that's something that they're working on because it seems like they're yeah. still building out some of these features, right? Like, sure. so once they get it to a place where I think they're they're comfortable with it all, I think they might just kind of overload that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if next holiday that's like the the marketing pitch, like Halo Infinite, Game Pass. Here's all these extra features. Starfield, boom! Like this is this is our mm-hmm. like, this is our thing. Like, come play with us. So, yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. It's mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, but yeah, yeah. Moving on to uh, <clears throat> speaking uh, about the other side of the aisle, you know, with uh, <laughs> with the Sony fans and whatnot. The dark side. <laughs> There's yeah. some uh, yeah. some interesting news we got side. this week around the uh, the DualShock Five. Um, so Manny, I'm gonna let you talk to us about it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, February has you know a month of love hasn't been very loving to Sony, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, uh, an action class lawsuit has been uh, oh, basically declared on Sony or uh, yeah, Sony's part because of the whole drag on the PlayStation controllers. Um, we've been hearing more and more about it for the past uh, couple weeks. A lot of you know defective controllers um, pretty much shipped out. I mean, we even have like the story of Lamarck Turner who got a controller. I'm not got a controller, but got a PlayStation Five this month. And like in the same day, a couple hours later, the, the controllers already uh, seeing drags. So, um, yeah, a lot of complaints about it, as well as you know how the customer service is. You know, people uh, comparing it to like a maze of like pre-recorded phone calls and trying to just even get some help. And um, yeah, it's been a interesting month for Sony, I you could say. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> the dreaded uh, controller drift is reared its ugly head again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> a couple oh, years ago, so... it was Nintendo. Oh, it's yeah. still Nintendo. They just yeah. got yes. some other company in the boat. That's all it is. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. As far as the clash action yeah. lawsuits go, I mean, oh, well, yeah. That's... Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, technically, it wasn't really as big of a story, but the um, the uh, Xbox. Elite Series 2 controller 
was having mm-hmm. some issues. I don't think the uh, drift was necessarily the issue. I think one of their buttons were having um, some some defects. But yeah, I mean, it, it just seems like there's always some kind of controller issue right now. Yeah, I, be- I believe Elite Controller One had like some drift issues, but other than that, I think Elite Controller Two kind of fixed that. Mm. But except for like the buttons, like I'm now finding out defects on my right bumper and my elite controller too, but the warranty ended already. So I can't deal with that. <laughs> Wait, you're serious too? <laughs> yeah. My series too. Yeah. The, I, I just had this problem like a month ago and then I realized my warranty ended in December. So it wouldn't even matter. Did you get it when it came out though? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that, that explains it then. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. even still, and a lot of people will disagree with this, but you know, even with the elite controller, like the like you said, you got it when it first came out, so that means you had over a year, mm-hmm. like, o- over a year, and then it, it's having some issues. Like that sucks, but like, yeah, wear and tear, you know, like whatever, wear and tear can happen. But in this scenario, and that, I think that's where the problem really strikes for people. I think that's why we heard more conversations around the Joy Cons and um, this PlayStation controller. Like the, you know, the, the DualShock Five or the PlayStation Five in general has only been out for less than what four months. So for there to yeah. already be these issues, and like you said, um, you know, from that testimonial of the, the customer who had it for a day and it broke, like mm-hmm. that's just unacceptable. Yeah, you know, that's... yeah, that that's that's no good. And I remember when the Joy-Con issues were happening, it was pretty much a similar time frame, right? Like people were complaining mm-hmm. about it when they had just gotten their their uh, their uh, Nintendo Switches. So yeah, it, yeah, that basically these companies got to step up with this stuff, man. Like. Yeah, yeah I mean, even fine. reading on an article with Gizmodo was saying how, like, the basically the joysticks are, like, pretty much so faulty that, like, no matter what, it, how much you play or whatever, it's down the line, it's gonna you're going to face drag. Like, you could play, you know, maybe, like, an hour a day, like, a couple months later, you're going to you're gonna experience that drag. So, yeah. um, it just shows, you know, that maybe it was just, like, maybe a rush production to get the PlayStation 5 out, because we already know how... Uh, you know, different the controller is compared to like the PS4 controller. So, even though they do use like the same joystick, it's like it's crazy. Yeah, some of those extra features yeah. cause some problems. But yeah, Chris, mm-hmm. Chris, what do you what do you what do you think about the situation, man? It's just I just think it's funny uh, <laughs> and kind of ironic because the controller is the selling point for a lot of people with the with the PS5. It's supposed to be next gen, just as next gen as the actual piece of hardware. And on paper, it looks like it is, but then you got this happening, so it's just like, damn, this is this is quite bad. Uh-huh. Uh, I, because one, the lawsuit is one thing, but I mean, like, this is a basic thing with your 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 system, your functionality. And then for the people out mm-hmm. there who did get screwed by scalpers, or for the people out there who did have to pull their hair out running from store to store to buy one, and then you get it. And then it just doesn't work in like a month, or like the people who bought it for their kids. Can you imagine with us? Like we're like adults, and like we take pretty decent care of our stuff. I'd say, and we're still getting this issue. Yeah. You give this shit to kids, <laughs> like a day, <laughs> two Bro, days. Kids are some really upset. Parents too. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! It's like that's this is not a good look in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Come on, it just mm-hmm. there's just so many layers to this that makes it mm-hmm. worse and worse. So hopefully they get their shit together with that. Uh, that's so unfortunate. They're such a good controller, mm-hmm. such a good controller. They need to fix that. Yeah. Um, yeah. and they definitely need to do something because I have a sneaky suspicion that uh, Microsoft has been low key working on something because I have a feeling they waited for the PS5 to drop. They got their hands on the controller and said, "All right, take it apart." 
<laughs> Let's see what's in this. All right. Okay. Yeah. And then we're going to get some elite mm-hmm. shit soon that's going to have all that same haptic and all that. this crap. And it's going to be like way better. And mm-hmm. they need to get their shit together. I was so, just yeah. going to say that. I think the elite Series three. 3, yeah, the, the, the Elite Series 3, I think, is going to have some of those features. Because I, I, I think, I want to say, what was it? Like maybe back in December? Maybe you know, last month even, um, Microsoft like pushed out some surveys asking you know like if if Xbox players were interested in some of the functionality of the DualShock Three or sorry DualShock Five, yeah. <laughs> Three, um, <laughs> but yeah, so oh the Series Three that's why, <clears throat> but yeah, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if you know there was there was some some sneaky little features up in the the Elite Controller Series Three that uh, mirrored a lot of that stuff. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. I I think even Phil Spencer had an interview that um, mentioned that some of the functionality really just boils down to APIs, right? Like just pieces of code that you could dump into games that already exist and say, yeah. all right, now you're gonna have this like this haptic feedback, you know, pop in for when you when you shoot a gun or you pull a bow and arrow or something like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I suspect it's coming. So yeah, you know, yeah. Sony, Sony's definitely got to get their stuff figured out there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, <laughs> for sure, for sure. But yeah, well, as always, that's something to keep an eye on. Something to keep an eye on for sure. But um, but yeah, we'll we'll jump into a, a new topic here for at least uh, well, everybody's favorite developer, everybody favorite studio. You know what, Manny? You could you could talk as much junk as you want to talk, but you're a big Halo <laughs> fan too, so I don't want to hear it. I know. Yeah, exactly. I know. Exactly. That's everybody. Yeah, yeah. Every, everybody loves Bungie. Bungie, mm-hmm. Bungie has some pretty exciting news this week. Um, so you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Chris take this one away because we know you know he's our he's our resident Destiny. Yeah, even though I love Destiny bruh. too. So Rick. take it away, people. Uh, they announced this week. First things first, that they are gonna be uh, more than doubling their capacity at their headquarters. Um, so I think right now, currently, I think they got like a sixty. K person, well, sixty something, sixty something. I don't remember what it is, <laughs> and it's doubling to like two hundred plus something. And I was like, oh, well, then that means they're going to be getting a way bigger place. So that's cool. And then I guess they're opening their first uh, international location as well mm-hmm. over in mm-hmm. Amsterdam, I believe it was. Yes, sir. Um, so I, it just feels like they're just making all these little big plays. And then it also gets announced that, uh, you know, they've been in the works with a couple of different folks. They've got two new people uh, coming into their board of directors, one of which I think is like a really reputable person from uh, network television. Let me see if I can find the name. Hold up right quick. You're talking uh, about CBS? <clears throat> yeah, Trace Harris. Let me see. And then Pamela Kaufman from Viacom. Um, and her name is attached to Nickelodeon, MTV, Comedy Central, like big time cable channels. Um, this, you know, a lot of the stuff about the whole matter, which is their new IP that they've been working on for a while. Even the news within this that like Luke Smith is going to be moving from uh, lead director for Destiny over to more of a role where he's able to help, I guess, facilitate more of these adaptations and more of these uh, partnerships with different companies or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Like, Des- Bungie as a whole, building off of, I guess, what they've got started with Destiny is starting to a little bit, or they're trying to. 
And uh, now the big talk is that, you know, maybe we might get a movie or another TV adaptation or uh, other forms of media that have to do with Destiny, which is it's pretty serious. Uh, If you play the game, people, you know, the lore in this game is deep. It's very, very, very deep. Um, it's another one of those franchises where if they wanted to make good good TV out of it or something like that, like Mass Effect or a lot of these other stories, Borderlands, they got all the pieces right here to really mm-hmm. do it. So this is it's, it's big, man. It's, it's cool to see that a franchise who just a little bit ago was underneath Activision's foot said, nah, we're buying our, our stuff. And I think they bought... What was it? It was a lot of money, like hundred million or 100 something mil, like that. Yeah, hundred mil mm-hmm. to get out from, to, from underneath Activision. Pay that off. Go through all these struggles that they've been going through with Destiny, and now they're starting to get their footing back a little bit. It seems, um, in terms of the seasonal models with the game, and to hear that no, it's not dying at all. If anything, it is growing at an exponential rate. In a couple of years, you probably won't see enough things about Destiny and Matter and whatever else they're trying to do. So. This is big, man, to think. Like, I just can't... To think that Destiny could possibly get to the point, storytelling-wise, of, like, even maybe, like, a Star Wars or something like that is... It's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. <clears throat> I, um... I, and, Chris, <clears throat> I don't know if you know, you know this part of, of Bungie's history in regards to Halo, but they did it before, right? Like, they built they built the empire that is Halo. Um, mm. and, and I was always surprised to, to have not seen destiny take this route. Like I remember they talked about, there was a big, there was like a massive book of halo, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, like all, all the stories yeah. that ever was and ever will be in regards to halo. It was like the, their guiding light and it, <clears throat> it influenced the games. It influenced all the books that they created and they created many books Many comics, all that jazz, and I was always shocked to have never seen there be like a a Destiny book, like books or any of that type of stuff. I never really recall seeing any of that that media come to light. You know, everything was really just con- the, all the lore was contained within the game, um, and you know that's that that's fine. But I felt like it was always kind of a missed opportunity. And I guess you know, being under Activision's thumb, like it never it never was necessarily something that Activision was interested in doing. I don't. I can't think of any of their other properties that that really went into that mode. But mm-hmm. when they were with Microsoft, Microsoft did a really good job of making sure that okay, Halo isn't just going to be a video game. Halo is going to be an entertainment experience, and it will transcend yeah. this medium mm-hmm. into other mediums. Right? Like <clears throat> uh, Forward Unto Dawn was a, a a movie that they was a movie or like a mini series that they created. Um, I forgot. I remember they didn't make a mini series before Halo Five came out. Yeah, I think they I had like they had two oh, different mini series. Yeah, yeah. Ford and Sedan was one thing, and then they had this like set of um, like little mini TV shows that had different styles. Some of which were anime, some of which were like live action. Like there was just yeah. so <laughs> much that Microsoft and Bungie really accomplished in regards to the Halo universe. <clears throat> and I think Destiny is just as rich and diverse as Halo ever was. So. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like everything that we're seeing with this, it, it definitely seems to be leading in that direction, right? Like you don't you don't pluck someone from Viacom, <clears throat> you know, without the expectation of trying to push out a TV show or a movie or something along those lines, right? Like I'm, and mm-hmm. and obviously as we talked about last week, 
Hollywood's calling, right? They're knocking. So you might as well get somebody on the board who has experience dealing with all these different networks. I would not be surprised if by the end of this year we get a Destiny or Matter like Netflix show, you know, like at least announced, you know, something, something yeah. in the works. Um, I just I feel like the people that the creators at Bungie are just too good at what they do. They they make amazing stories um, and amazing video games. And yeah, it just seems like this is a no brainer. Uh, I'm happy to see them, you know, yeah, have have essentially pulled them pulled themselves up from their bootstraps, as much as I hate that term. Um, yeah, to, <laughs> to like, you know, get themselves out from under Activision's thumb. Yeah, I, to to be able to spend a hundred million dollars to get yourself to spend that much money to be able to go independent, and now to you know be thriving and like being able to expand and look into all these new horizons, like it's really impressive. And I, I definitely mm-hmm. you know, tip my hat to Bungie. I'm excited to you know be uh, a part of their communities as as far as being a Destiny fan. I'm definitely looking forward to Matter because it sounds like Matter might be more of a a PvP you know return mm-hmm. to their roots, whereas Destiny's kind of strayed a little bit further more towards PVE lately. Even though you know I still enjoy playing the PvP stuff, so yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what they've got coming next, man. It's gonna be really good. Uh, yeah, and then hopefully the TV show can get me back into Destiny. <laughs> Man, you would already be back in the Destiny if you would just turn the game off. <laughs> I like playing the PvP, the but it's just too much with the grinding with the PvE stuff. But you know, so I wouldn't Man. mind a little Destiny TV show so I can, you know, at least catch up to some of the lore. Yeah, yeah. You need to start watching Bife. Yeah. Oh, that yo, they Bife. might have to bring Bife hey, on. They, barely, they yo, might bro. have to bring Bife and on. Bife? When I tell you, everybody who watches this, listen, if you are into Destiny and you want to know about their lore, go on YouTube and type in BYF. We're giving him free promo because he is great. Listen, Bife, he will break down any lore excerpt Mm -hmm. in Destiny Mm -hmm. from D1, D2. He will string together like loose ends. This dude, and his voice is just so soothing. It's really soothing. Goodness. (laughs) Dude, this man, Bife. Shout out Bife, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, they might have to bring Bife on, man. Because, yeah, yeah, the way he kind of strings together all the story of and all the lore of Destiny, very, very impressive. Um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, I, I guess this this is really what we can expect to see going forward, though, from Destiny, right? Or mm-hmm. or from, not Destiny necessarily, but from Bungie, right? Like, trying to, uh, trying to dabble in um, the entertainment game. It kind of feels like they're they're becoming, like, a new Bethesda, a new like Blizzard, yep. you know, like like. Then it's their goal. Yeah, and that's what they want. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I that's what it's 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 interesting to say that though because at the same time, like Bethesda and Blizzard both got acquired, and <laughs> yeah, you know, there's there's been a lot of conversation <laughs> around Microsoft trying to reacquire them, or the rumors, you know, so on and so forth. I honestly. Honestly, 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 I think that Microsoft is a silent investor in, in Bungie right now. I think the way, um, like Phil Spencer, and we always we always end up talking about Phil, man, Phil's my boy. But Phil Spencer is a huge Bungie fan, a huge Destiny fan, um, and it seems like they've been having a lot of conversations around like what's coming next for them. Yeah, there's like a rumor that matter, the, the, the rumored new game from Bungie may be an exclusive for at least a timed exclusive for um, mm-hmm. for Xbox. And it seems like there's something there. Like, there's some relationship brewing because they've been talking a lot more lately. Like, 
We've been seeing them, uh, Phil Spencer and the head of uh, Bungie, I forget his name right now, but they've been in um, a couple like panels together and whatnot. It seems like there's something cooking, so I'm I'm excited to see what's next there for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, one thing I also wanted to add to this too is I think this kind of puts to rest the whole conversation of. Uh... All right, let me let me give context. Let me, let me start there. So when they gave us their timeline uh, for Destiny, I think what a year ago before Beyond Light came out, mm-hmm. a lot of people were like, "Okay, this is cool. They're showing us what they're doing for the next three years." But like. Damn, is Lightfall like the end of Destiny? Because everybody was saying that. I full heartedly believe now, with all of this stuff happening, nah, it's going to continue far Mm -hmm. beyond Lightfall now. They can't, nah. They would have to truly create a dead game somehow for it to not go any further. But yeah, now that they're doing all of this stuff, and if this TV show hits and everything else, Mm -hmm. this game is going to go on for a while. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) A while. Absolutely. And, I mean, you don't make someone with the talent of Luke Smith, like, you know, so you take him from game director to now being in charge of everything Destiny. It's like you clearly have a plan to to make more out of this franchise than it for it to just be a video game, you know, and for it to just Mm -hmm. be a video game that ends in, like, two years or whatever. Like, you clearly have plans for this, so... Yeah, and mm-hmm. I mean, this also could kind of, like, maybe solve some of their issues with, uh, like, how often do we get out here and complain about how they might not have enough manpower to do X, Y, or Z because it's a independent company? You're building all these bridges with different folks, you're getting revenue, you're mm-hmm. getting money, you're getting all this, so, like, you should be able to hire more folks. You should be able to double your capacity for staff. You should be able to, you know, maybe eventually along the lines, stop making so many of those excuses about how we don't have resources for X, Y, or Z in the game, okay. and then give us what we want. You know, absolutely. So this that, is good all around. Yeah, that's got to be why they're building that that uh, studio in Amsterdam, right? That's that 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 satellite studio has to have a very specific purpose. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we'll see what that purpose is, but as far as manpower and all that stuff, it clearly seems like this is something that they're trying to address now. You know, they're expanding the studio that they have in uh, in Bellevue, Washington, I believe it is. Yeah, Bellevue. Again, mm-hmm. right next to Microsoft, you know, leading more into that whole acquisition rumor. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, you're building something in Amsterdam. There, there's got to be something to come. And I'm I'm more excited than I've ever been to be, you know, again, part of that Destiny community. I'm, I'm really, really, really looking forward to seeing what they're going to do next. But, uh, but, yeah, with that being said, we'll jump into our next topic here from... Uh, from a company that seems to be really spreading its wings and doing all types of really great stuff to a company that, you know, has just uh, been disappointing some of us fans recently. <sighs> Nintendo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Called it. Fighting. Yeah, so this week we got a, we got a new D- Nintendo Direct, um, you know, where they announced a couple interesting things you know we, we got an announcement that fall guys is coming in the summer we got an announcement that uh mario golf is coming we got an announcement that splatoon 3 is coming probably the biggest announcement um there which you know tells you a lot about <clears throat> the state of that <laughs> situation but you know they, they did have a very diverse set of games that they did announce um largely third-party games that are on other platforms but, you know, they, they did have a lot to show. I, I will give them that much. They had a lot to show, but, yeah, it, <laughs> it, was, it was still something else, guys. I, I, 
you know what? I'm I'm just gonna let you guys talk about it a little bit. Manny, you know, I'll let you start off. You you already kind of alluded to what you got to say, so I'll let you go ahead and say it. You know, I'm still waiting on my letter, you know. How come Pyra got a letter before I did? The Goop Master Flex <laughs> to get into the Smash universe. Oh god. <laughs> Yo, one day for us and for everybody out there, you, you gotta explain what a Goop Master Flex is and what stay gooping truly means. I be needing to know. Nah, you, you, got, you gotta keep to that know. a mystery for a little bit longer. Like, you know. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but I mean, not only that, but this is you know, this I guess from what I heard is supposed to showcase what to expect this year. And then they announced the Platoon 2 where it's like, you know, coming out next year. And I'm like, Oh boy. Alright, so what's coming out this year? Oh, we got Mario Golf. So creative. Oh my goodness. A golf game with Mario characters. Ooh, I'm sure that's gonna sell great. Oh wait, no, then, wait, we got we got the Skyward Sword remake too. Remastered. I was just gonna say Skyward oh. Sword, guys. Everybody, you know, Ooh. everybody who loves Skyward Sword is coming Ooh. back. But not only that, for full price of $59.99. Plus tax. Plus tax. I mean, this Damn. is crazy. You know what I mean? Like, Damn. We're, we're waiting on a new Breath of the Wild, you know, news. We got stuff like Fall Guys and then, of course, the Mario Golf and Splatoon 3. Splatoon 3 is probably the biggest one that, you know, that I'm just like, yay, something new. But but why are you going to go out here and, you know, announce the Skyward Sword HD remastered, but not say anything about the new one? Like, yeah. it's just it's just like, you know, a punch in the face, like, yeah. here you go. Here's well, this Skyward Sword. They said something. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't what we wanted to hear, yeah. but they said something. It, was, it wasn't what we wanted, you know. I'm saying we ain't getting no trailer, we ain't getting no release date, nothing. Yeah, so shit was no. Like to, you know, to be fair, to be fair, if I am going to be fair at all, they did say that they they apologized for not having news about Zelda or Breath of the Wild two, I should say, and they did say that we should be getting some more news later this year, whatever the no. hell that means. No. Whatever the no, hell that means, unacceptable. They're they're like, no. they're no. like, all right, we're not we're not gonna give you news now, but you can I you can buy these games: no. Skyward Sword for fifty nine ninety nine, Mario Golf for fifty nine ninety nine, and I guarantee you, a couple years down the line, those games will still be fifty nine ninety nine. But you know what I'm saying? I just feel like they're just milking out these older games and like you know. Something like Mario, where it's just like, why does Mario need a golf game? Like, maybe if you made your own, like, creative golf game that didn't have to, you know, revolve around Mario, maybe I'll be more interested. But, you know, yeah. you had to bring Mario into this because, you know what, that's the only way they're going to get their money. Yeah. But other than that, I'm just like, you know, nothing really, nothing really, like, maybe want to just pick up my Nintendo Switch and want to play again. Like, I'm not going to play Pyra. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Another sword fighter out of their like, you know, fifty sword fighters in the game already. But that's you know, that's yeah. my thought on, on Nintendo was rocking. Yeah, Chris <laughs> let you let you dive in next, man. Uh, that shit was big hot doo doo trash, my guy. That's the biggest <laughs> thing I gotta say about that. I ain't gonna hold no punches with these motherfuckers. Y'all gonna get the whole wrath. All of it. <laughs> Listen, this shit here was unacceptable from so many levels to me. One, uh, from a Nintendo standpoint, at the very least, 
Very, 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 very. Even if you're not going to announce any kind of game that gets me excited, why didn't we get any kind of like announcement for the HD Pro version of the new Switch or whatever that they're working on? Or like you could have showed us that. You could have showed us like even a prototype of that. You didn't even have to show us the final version of it. Tell us something that actually grips people. Why do y'all keep on doing this same ass direct shit? I could, I swear to God, the last four of them all look the same exact way. Not one thing was different. Nothing stands out. <sighs> Bro, like, this shit trash, man. Like, I'm not excited for nothing that they did. Um, And then with Zelda, talk to them for a second. When I give Pokemon a lot of flack nowadays because they haven't really evolved like how they needed to. But one thing that Pokemon's really good at is giving you a tiny piece and tease the shit out of you and make you wait like six months for you to get that next piece and you're sitting there like, all right, let's go. They could have at least did that with this thing. This dude got out there with an all-black background and said, oh, I know you guys want Breath of the Wild 2 information, <laughs> but wait, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? At the very least, you could have showed us some 3D character models that were still being polygoned out and, and, and something, something. You could have put together some kind of tiny little two-second teaser. You could, like, I, I just feel like that was such a cop-out. Instead, to, to give people what they wanted, at least give them a, a window into what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Instead, you say, I'm sorry, we ain't got that, but go buy this old-ass shit that does not have FPS boost. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here, fam. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. 59 99 Wait, but that's, that's not all. That's shit, bro. Like, oh, bro. man. I was going to say, that's it. not all, Chris. You know what else they got? Skyward Sword Joy-Cons. Oh, the Joy-Cons. Oh, Can't forget about the Joy-Cons, man. My Joy-Cons, I'm on my, what, second or third pair of those, and I refuse to buy anymore, mm-hmm. so I'm just I'm just stuck with them now. That's what I'm saying. Um, Bring it back, bring it back nah. an old feature called Drift. Woo-hoo! <laughs> I, I just, uh, I'm so disgusted with this it's just like god they never make me excited anymore bro ever yeah ever they never we have to accept that nintendo unfortunately is not for adults anymore it is it is just for kids kids and people who want to like do some kind of small active shit with a group of folks sometimes and i guess older folks in some cases like ah, some scenarios for nostalgia reasons yeah but other than that, it's not for active gamers. It's not for people who want a new experience. It's definitely not for people who are looking for something called next gen. It is far from that. If you buy that shit, you are getting a glorified cell phone game player. Talk. I'm sorry. Like I'm, I just got to call it like that. Shots <sighs> fired. Don't at me, fam. That's it. <laughs> yeah, no. You have, that's that's how I feel lately, man. Like it's it's you can't really. It's like more and more we dive into it. It's just like, yeah, I just Nintendo's just not for us anymore. And it's not even like, a, like it's, it's not for hardcore gamers anymore, unless you're really just looking for the nostalgia aspect of it. And I'm I'm gonna be very honest with you. At this point, the only thing I am excited about is Breath of the Wild too, and the yeah. fact that we're getting strung along with it. And I think that Nintendo knows that, right? They know that the hardcore that's really what they want to play. So like mm-hmm. I feel like that's why they're not really they're not really like as focused on us. It's like all right, they know they could drop like a game every ever so often that'll get the masses like really excited about it and then they'll just continue to pedal out the stuff that they've been pedaling out these past couple of years, right? Like 
the Skyward Sword remake is just it's just so ridiculous to me. Like every everything that they announced, and I again, like I said, to be fair, like I understand why they're announcing a lot of this stuff, right? But like the Hades coming to Switch, Apex Legends coming to Switch, um, Plants vs Zombies, Knockout City, like all these games that already exist on other plat or are going to exist on other platforms. Like I understand that we're at a place where the Switch needs to have some level of viability with multi-platform games um, mm-hmm. because it's a weaker piece of hardware than some of the other things that we're talking about, you know, like the, the Series X. Or it's even weaker than the One X, right? Or One, period. Yeah. The Xbox One, period. Um, so, like, I understand that they pedal some of this stuff out from a viability standpoint. And there are a, lar- a large swath of people who only have a Switch, and that's the only gaming system they play on. And those people are kids, and I get it. But, like, where's that, like big hitter man like i just it's just so disheartening like nothing nothing here like manny said made me want to pick back up my switch and there's a lot of people who feel that way and Mm -hmm. man it's just getting harder and harder to be excited about things nintendo's you know doing Mm -hmm. i I just feel like need to hold them accountable man yeah i was just i was just gonna say i just feel like they're just milking out the stuff that didn't work on the uh, previous consoles that you know, they're just going to bring it to this one because, oh, like, hey, so they didn't sell on the Wii, the Wii U, but the Switch is popular, and I'm sure people are going to buy it. Absolutely. I mean, the, the majority so of their original uh, their original games that had came out on the Switch were basically failed Wii, mm-hmm. Wii U projects, right? Mario Kart um, was basically the Wii U Mario Kart that they just packaged up and put on Switch. Um, yeah. Man. Still selling at full price, oh, which is ridiculous. Bro. That shit is insane. It's been, like, what, five years? Since it released, and yeah. it's still selling for full price. Well, to be completely real, man, it's not going to change until people stop buying the stuff, though. Because, right. like, to me, the part that really frustrates me a lot is the fact that if 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 Sony or Microsoft pulled any of the bullshit that Nintendo pulls half the time, they would get dragged. They would, I mean, dude, they would get <laughs> dragged dragged mm-hmm. but nintendo because of mario and pokemon and all these beautiful nostalgia titles that they had that people just can't seem to like move past for whatever reason they keep getting these same passes every year they're mm-hmm. the weakest at e3 every year they are the weakest at the game awards every year they are the weakest with any kind of game announcements generally unless it's breath of the wilds every fucking year and we keep giving them as a as a whole gaming community we keep giving them passes mm-hmm. until we all decide to say all right we're holding you all accountable it's not going to stop so it's just uh, it's it's really annoying that it comes mm-hmm. to that but people got to really stop giving these dudes like i'm a, i don't want to say i'm boycotting them even i kind of am i guess but that's kind of what it takes i think you kind of have to stop giving them your money and put it somewhere else because this mm-hmm. shit is it's just not it it's yeah. not it I yeah agree. you got kids it's the point yeah i mean if <laughs> if there was a game that you guys were excited about you know from from that whole presentation it, it, is there anything you guys could could really like you know uh, throw out there well i know when i go like over you know isaiah's house I'll be playing Smash, the new character, but other than that... Yo, but really, I'm... why does Smash feel like... Like, really, that Smash feels like peak Nintendo Switch for me, right? Like, I remember when Smash was announced, and, like, I was at that E3. I played it, like, uh, at that E3. Yeah. 
and like the excitement around it was just like palpable and it was mm-hmm. it it was good it, i mean it is a good game it's a great game but like that feels like that's the peak switch like that that i yeah. i get everybody loved animal crossing and whatever i mean it really wasn't my cup of tea and you know we we all yeah. we've we've, we've <laughs> exhausted that topic you know probably to its wit but yeah yeah i just oh, man yeah that, everybody it always comes back thoughts. to smash recently it's just like yeah. how y'all really dragging this on this long i don't get it cuz they know people will buy the new fighters that they come out with this is that simple yeah. so, so that's your pick though manny do smash character that's the thing you're most excited about Yes. <laughs> what a straight face. Damn. Chris, what about you, man? Man, man, damn. We didn't get no Pokemon Gen 4 remakes. We didn't get Breath of the Wild 2. And we didn't get any new IPs that look good. Uh, I don't know if y'all want me to lie and say I'm uh, really happy about painting in Splatoon. I, I don't give a shit about that. Uh, <laughs> so there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing. No, absolutely nothing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not even trying to be funny. No, there I feel was you. not one thing in that thing that made me go, oh boy. Nah. I feel you. I feel you. I, I, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm pretty down on Nintendo for this, but I guess I'm a little less down than you guys. Like, there are two things in particular that I'm actually pretty excited about for different reasons. Um, Hades, I'm actually kind of excited to see is getting a, a release on uh, on the Switch, and I, I kind of feel like I might pick that up. Um, let's see. And then the other one was the, well, yeah, the Fall Guys. Fall Guys. I'm excited to see Fall Guys on the Switch. But that's more aspirational because I'm hoping that it has crossplay because the idea of me playing, like, Fall Guys with my wife actually sounds like a lot of fun. Like, if I'm playing it, you know, it's... Uh, also, just throwing this out there, it also got announced to be coming out for Xbox as well. So, if they decide to go the route of actually getting crossplay in there, where you can play between PC, PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, like I think that would be really, really cool, and that would be a big announcement. But again, that has nothing to do with Nintendo, right? So, like, I'm, I'm excited mm-hmm. for the announcement itself, but like, really, it's not, it's not like anything that yeah. Nintendo's doing. So. It's kind of like a curve in a sense, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like we always we always end up in this place where we're just like really wanting more from Nintendo. Just keep us wanting more. It's just a, it's like a, yeah, such a bad bro. relationship. We're just it's such a bad relationship with Nintendo. Shit so much potential, man. so much potential just wasted on nostalgia. Yeah, yo, you know yeah. it, it's so true though, right? Like I remember and. Th- by no means do I think this is a good game, but I remember when the Switch first came out and what, I was playing 1-2 Switch and like some of the technology built into the Joy-Cons and like I was like, damn, this is really cool. Like how like one of the games I remember distinctly, like you shake the Joy-Con and you're supposed to, to be able to determine how many um, dice or something like that is in a can that you're shaking. And like I remember like, oh, wow, this like feels really good. Like, like this feels very interactive. <clears throat> and like I feel like they've done nothing to really expand on that technology. Like they're not really mm-hmm. making games to do any of that stuff. It's just oh, yeah. <sighs> it is what it is. At the end of the day, because you know we're gonna play some golf. You know Mario Golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as always, we you know we're we're left wanting more from Nintendo, but you know we're we're gonna leave it there for today. Um, mm-hmm. You know, viewers, 
listeners, definitely let us know what you guys think in the comments. Make sure to like and subscribe because, um, you know, it helps us out a great deal to get some engagement here. Mm-hmm. Comment as always. Um, but, yeah, before we head out, guys, you know the drill. Where can the people find you? Of course. You? Manny? You already know. Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, Master Flex. Uh, only thing different is uh, on Twitter and Instagram is GooMasterFlex underscore TTV. That's where you can find me pretty much. Uh, yeah. Damn, I got in talking about OnlyFans. Yeah. Damn. I got banned <laughs> from that, so. Damn. <laughs> All content. Oh, man. All right, Chris. Oof. What about you, bro? Uh, y'all already know I am on everything at M A Y 2 5 T H X X. And again, that is on everything, including Gmail, in case you be trying to pen pal. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. And for me, as always, you can find me at Black Ice 8 pretty much everywhere. Xbox, PlayStation, Steam, um, Twitter. You know, uh, the only difference would be for my Instagram it would be Black Ice 8 underscore gaming. So make sure to check us out. Um, also, make sure to check out the Instagram at XPACPod. Uh, you know, Manny's doing a great job throwing up some content on there. You know, might get a couple behind-the-scenes things as well. Um, so, you know, make sure to check us out. Make sure to like and subscribe. Thank you guys, as always, for watching. We'll check you guys out next week. Peace.